Content warning. Tone Deaf is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the shows we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren, I'm musically challenged. Come on, Kay, we're excited about our podcast. You gotta have more upbeat energy. Get the audience excited for today's episode. What's today's episode again? Pokey Little Puppy's First Christmas. Uh, welcome to Tone Deaf. <laughs> Theater Nerd's Guide for Their Musically Challenged Spouse. Actually, I do have a way that we can uh, lift up the mood. We don't have any cocaine. Other than cocaine. We got a review. (gasps) We got a review from Ned Donovan, and so I'm going to sing it. Yay! I'm a huge musical theater fan, and I recently found myself less connected to the art form. And a tone diff, which gives me a wonderful POV look at one of my favorite things through the eyes of joyful, humorous, lovely people. Every episode puts a smile on my face, and I highly recommend you let it do the same to you. Wow! Did he include uh, the song that you should sing to? No. Okay, you're just you're just going off with the it. dome. Just going with it. Cool. <laughs> just going with it. Because I was sitting here going, that sounds familiar. That tune sounds familiar, and I don't know if Kay is referencing something because uh, musically challenged, so Kay- I wouldn't know. Kay just overheated themselves doing it and is refusing to take <laughs> off the heating pad so the hoodie came off instead. I had priorities. Priorities. I'm a lizard. Gotta have heat. It's true. I've seen your tail. <laughs> and your cloaca. Anyway! <laughs> Today, we're doing <laughs> one that was requested from Cortland from Up All Night. It's one that I've probably seen. But it was only once, when and only when it came out, and probably under duress at daycare. <laughs> <laughs> we all have memories like that. Oh, God, what was it? It was the uh, that horrible one with the terrible animation, the Christmas tree Oh, one. Yeah, was the Christmas tree. Oh, just called it. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing that and then having flashbacks to watching it at daycare when I was a wee little lad. Did you ever see the Great Bear Scare? Not that I can recall. It's weird, and I, I don't know, it's one that should have set off my misophonia, but somehow didn't, because later re-watching it, I was like, oh, I should have hated this as a child. But um, anyway, that's not what we're covering today. Today we're covering the Pokey Little Puppy's First Christmas, and this was hell to research. <laughs> Pokey Little Puppy's First and Last Christmas. <laughs> I'm gonna get to that. I'm going to get to that. (laughs) So, this is somewhat based on a children's book from 1942 called The Pokey Little Puppy. Oh, and thank you, Ned, for your review. I was too busy. (laughs) 
I was too busy trying to determine what tune Kay was singing the review to, and I didn't thank you. So thank you very much for your nice review. I squirrel brain. It's okay. Very Kay. very smooth squirrel brain. Please continue, Kay. <laughs> You're fine. So, do you you don't remember Pokey Little Puppy, right? If I mean maybe when we watch this, I'll okay, have some neurons. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe when we watch it. I won't show you a picture. Um, but the book was written by Janet Sebring Lowry and illustrated by Gustav Tengren. Uh, in 2001, Pokey Little Puppy became the all-time best-selling hardcover children's book in the U.S. after already having been one of the first Little Golden books to be published. Do you remember Little Golden books? Uh, no. The Tawny only th- Scrawny Lion. No, the only thing, I, when you said Golden Books, it made me think of a Newbery Award, a Newbery Medal. Oh, yeah, no, uh, not like thing. these. And now that you're saying the time that it happened, I would have been probably too old to have given a crap about it. So, the thing with these little, so in 2001, it was the best all-time uh, bestseller. But, I would have been like uh, 14, I think. So but I you would have, have read it before that. Because this had been released in 1942. Oh! So by the time that 2001 hit, then it was the all-time best seller. Better late than never, I guess? <laughs> um, Slow burn? You you may Long recognize con? it once you get there. Because the little golden books, they were the uh, hardcover books that were like cardboard uh, covers. And you'd have this gold trim on the side. And uh, they would do a lot of Disney adaptations. They would do... Was it like gold trim on the pages? Just on the uh, side of the cover. I don't know. I would have to see it to actually have any memories, I guess. Okay, because I would be very surprised if you have never seen one of these books. Um, Like this. Uh... I, I don't think so. Interesting. Okay. I don't think so. If if I did see it, the art style terrified me, and I didn't want to read it. Okay. Because <laughs> that was that was uh, the first of those books. Uh, you also had Tawny Scrawny Lion. There was like a little tugboat one. Um, I, th- hmm, hmm. There were a bunch of... Little golden books, and then... In 2001, I was definitely tugging something. Oh, my God. (laughs) Warren. (laughs) Um, But, like, the the little golden books were kind of a staple in daycare. Um, And let's see, what else was I going to say? So this was one of the first little golden books to be published, and there is not much about Jeanette Lowry that I could find. Maybe they're not a real person. She was, because, um... Maybe. Maybe they're just a dream in our imaginations. Maybe we're a dream in their imaginations. Maybe we're a kid's children's book. Oh, God. That'd be horrifying. Mom, this book says fuck a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. So... Um, with, with Jeanette Lowry, I was at first going to try to go a James Petragallo route and make up a whole backstory for her. But then I went, no, I don't care about her whole thing enough to (laughs) try and make something up. Plus I did find some other fun stuff to fill time until we get to the point where we have to watch the movie. 
a.k.a. stalling tactics. <laughs> so, uh, when I oh, say... Oh, honey, quit stalling. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, when I say that this is somewhat based on Pokey Little Puppy, I mean that there are other little... Or other Pokey Little Puppy books that were not written by Jeanette. It seems that the Golden Books had other authors write Pokey Little Puppy books after the success of the first one. Bunch of Pokey Little Phonies, if you ask me. <laughs> Goddamn. And I'm not sure which version of Pokey's, po Pokey Little Puppy's First Christmas this is based on. Because <laughs> it, I, I'm pretty sure it has to be the 1975 edition. And I say that because there are multiple Pokey Little Puppies first Christmases because Golden Books. The ones that I could find were, like, and verify that these were real, were 1975, 1993, 2002, and 2014, and they are all apparently different fucking books according to some angry Amazon reviews. <laughs> But they're all titled the same thing? They are all titled Pokey Little Puppies First Christmas. Hmm. In fact, I have a list of Pokey Little Puppy books. I'm going to read them now. I am on the edge of my seat with anticipation. First, The Pokey Little Puppy. The Pokey Little Puppy's First Christmas. The Pokey Little Puppy's Wonderful Winter Day. The Pokey Little Puppy and the Patchwork Blanket. The Pokey Little Puppy's Valentine. Where is the Pokey Little Puppy? The Pokey Little Puppy's First Christmas. Again. <laughs> the Pokey Little Puppy's Counting Book. The Pokey Little Puppy in the Farm Upstate. The Pokey Little Puppy and Friends. The Pokey Little Puppy and the First Dog. The Pokey Little Puppy and the Pumpkin Patch. The Pokey Little Puppy's Special Day. The Pokey Little Puppy and the Silly Tasting Leaves. The Pokey Little Puppy Follows His <laughs> Nose Home. <laughs> the Pokey the po Little Puppy and the Funny Tasting Leaves is when he gets into a pot bush or something like that. <laughs> the Pokey Little Puppy's Busy Counting Book. The po Pokey Little Puppy Tales. The Pokey Little Puppy at the Fair. The Pokey Little Puppy Wins the Green Ribbon. The Pokey Little Puppy's Book of Colors. The Pokey Little Puppy Comes to Sesame Street. The Pokey Little Puppy's Naughty Day. The Pokey Little Puppy Goes to the Vet. The Pokey Little Puppy's Special Spring Day. The Pokey Little Puppy and the Tasty Sock. Pokey Little Puppy's <laughs> Friends. Pokey Little Puppy and the Lost Bone. Pokey and Friends, Lucky Ducky. Jesus fucking Pokey. Christ. <laughs> Pokey and Friends, The Truth About Kittens and Puppies. <laughs> and Pokey Little Puppy, only a couple of these were jokes. The last one was not. <laughs> Some of those were jokes. <laughs> and I don't know which ones. <laughs> and after reading through, I forget which ones are the jokes. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I last only one put in, like, three. <laughs> the very last one in the series, Pokey Little Puppy Finally Gets Put Down. Oh, that was Pokey Little Puppy in the Farm Upstate. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. But Pokey Little Puppy, the truth, or Pokey and Friends, the truth about cats and or kittens and puppies is an actual book title. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah pokey little puppy was golden books whore <laughs> speaking of whoring this christmas special <laughs> so <laughs> i thought you were gonna talk about my college days i mean i never graduated because i found my true calling but <laughs> Pouring to me. 
it was like it's like in a pretty woman <laughs> i sat there with a box and snapped my fingers with, with an xbox controller and just <laughs> snap <laughs> that's how i knew she was the one so i could not find much about this christmas special other than it was released in 1992 and it was apparently nominated for a cable ace award in 1994 so big shrug big fucking shrug the imdb page is so sparse really yes it has the award it has the date it has a little bit on who like was responsible for it and it has the cast list and the cast list was where i was like what the fuck because there are some folks who surprised me for being in this. Like, one of the folks, Heidi Stallings, did a lot of direct-to-video shorts, so it's like, okay, that's fine. But then I see that Donald, I'm the bad guy in the Hunger Games movies, and also Kiefer Sutherland's dad, Sutherland, is the fucking narrator. So Donald Sutherland, the bad guy from the Hunger Games, he's in this. He's the narrator in this. And I'm like, did you need a paycheck? Uh, probably. Um, he's got that old grandfatherly But this tone. was before he was old grandfatherly. No, but he, even when he was a kid, he had that old grandfatherly <laughs> voice. That's just how he got his start, you know. He was probably doing the school news and announcing on the intercom, and hello, students, today's lunch special is mashed potatoes and meatloaf and... Pokey little puppy is a dirty, dirty whore. Hello, students. Today, there was an accident on the way to school involving the school bus and a singing group that was on their way to their first concert. The school bus survived... No, no uh, fatalities on the school bus, but the singing group unfortunately met their demise. You like, haven't seen Forever Plaid yet, so never they, mind. <laughs> was, was the singing group a little flat? Butumps. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's going to be real fun when we do Forever Plaid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, other actors in this either have this as their only role, <laughs> or they didn't do much after this. Um, tainted their experience. However, there are some that are uh exceptions one of them is andrew leeds who has a pretty prolific tv career and he's actually uh the son of the drama teacher that henry winkler plays in barry from season two yeah he's barely in it yeah but yeah okay i yeah. think i have a mental picture so one actor, Travis DeLingua, is in a short called Whitewash, which I'm amazed I didn't ever see, or if I did, I blocked it out because it was too painful. It's a cartoon by Entozaki Shange, who we're going to cover when we do for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. And it's, like, painful as fuck. Yay. So, uh, not, not, well, for colored girls is... It, I'm more talking about whitewash. I was seeing just bits of it going, oh, fuck. If, if I did see this as a kid, I've blocked it out because, like, there's one point where a little black girl gets bullied and called racial slurs and then has pa white paint thrown on her face. Because it, it was a kid's movie 
that talked about the brutality of racism and how to deal with it and stuff. And and then I enter in through the picture and pick up said paint cans and beat those little kids to death with them. Beat the racist kids to death? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. I just felt my blood pressure spike. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> well, um... This is a great upbeat note to end my notes on because this is honestly all I have for this show. I dug. I dug so much and I couldn't find much. And with what Cortland was telling me with the lyrics, I'm really fucking scared. (laughs) (laughs) The version that we're watching is a VHS rip, so. So it'll be extra good quality. Extra good quality. (laughs) Because, you know, I don't think that, uh... Golden Books VHS is wanting to... <laughs> Nobody's going to bother remastering this for DVD no, release. Probably not. <laughs> it's... So it's not going to get a 4K uh, re-release on widescreen format? If it gets a 4K re-release in widescreen format, but we don't have like other, other classic cartoons that are probably better getting a re-release on a classic or on a 4K format, blah, blah, blah. My brain is tired, then I'll eat my hat. You're not wearing a hat. I'll find a hat, I'll put it on, then I'll take it off, and I'll eat it. Your hoodie has a hood. Maybe you could eat the hoodie. If I eat just the hood, then that negates it being a hoodie. I'd have to eat the whole hoodie, and I like this hoodie. Okay, we'll find you a hat. It's purple. Okay, okay, we'll find you a hat to eat. <laughs> Not purple. In this hypothetical scenario, should you have to eat a hat, we will find you a hat to eat. Can't be purple. Okay. Can't eat a purple we'll, hat. We'll make sure it's white. I learned or that purple hats don't taste like tasty, tasty, uh, grape flavored Jolly Ranchers like I thought they did when I was a child. This joke is getting away from me. There it goes. Anyway, are you ready to uh, go see Pokey Little Puppy and the whoring of Christmas? <laughs> Pokey Little Puppies. Totally, this is his really first Christmas. It's He's not going to have multiple first Christmases after this, I promise. Maybe what it is is that he has multiple first Christmases because they're each so traumatic that he represses the memories, and so each Christmas is a brand new Christmas to him. Or it's not the same pokey little puppy. Or it's not the same it's pokey like little whenever... puppy. It's like whenever... There is enough time in between each of these books that that dog is damn dead. Well, it's like... It's like whenever parents try to replace the goldfish with a goldfish that looks <laughs> like it. And then they run out of goldfish with that same color of fin at the store. So... <laughs> so you have to be like, oh, it had a color change. <laughs> two, two points. One... That shit would never have worked with you because you know way too much. Even at a young age, you would have read way too much about fish and known way too much that you'd have been like, this is not the same fish. He's got different this and this and this and that. And two, do you remember the episode of uh, Full House where they teach Michelle about death because her fish dies and then they get a new fish and then they talk about what happens when this fish dies. And then they open up a cupboard and it's like row upon row of different goldfish in bowls. And they're just like, when this fish dies, we'll just replace it with one of these ones. If I saw it, I probably had a rage blackout. <laughs> I remember being a little kid going, now that's a fucking stupid idea. Because all of these fish are going to age 
together. And then you're just going to end up with a bunch of dead fish in all of these fish are in shitty living conditions. Don't put goldfish in bowls. They're fucking carp. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I got K on a fish rant. (laughs) Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, our dear, dear, sweet listeners, don't put goldfish in bowls. They need a lot of space. Goldfish get fucking huge. I had a goldfish that grew to be 13 inches long. The only reason that she didn't live was an accident with a filter. That's the only thing in Kay's life that grows to be 13 inches long. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Don't put goldfish in bowls. This is an official statement from the Tone Deaf podcast. Where was I? Oh, that's right. Watching this terrible, terrible Christmas movie. Fuck, I'm so scared. <laughs> Do we know how long it is? 25 minutes, thank Christ. That's it? Yes. Oh, let's go knock this bad boy out then. <laughs> it might be 25 minutes of hell, but... <laughs> and the 25 minutes went on and on and on. Spring, winter turned to spring, spring turned to summer, summer came to fall and back around to winter again. Before the seasons change, time passes by. Become the weeks, become the months, become the years. Let's go do this. Let's do the concave. Let's get excited. Woo! Pokey little puppy! That looks about on par with the whale noise, just not as drawn out. <laughs> Fuck. This is gonna be horrible. <laughs> You're welcome, Kay. Let's go. Woo! Hey, Warren. Hey, Kay. Do you know what time it is? Is it time to thank our favorite people in the whole world? Heck yeah! Today, we would like to thank our stage crew sponsor, Jasmine Wu, and our producer circle sponsors, Bianucci, Reagan, and Taylor Brandt. Thank you all so much for your support of our show. We truly appreciate it. Many hundreds of years ago, in the faraway land of the North, there dwelt a special kind of magic. The magic of imagination. And nowhere did this light shine brighter than in the heart of a kindly toy maker named Nicholas Kringle. The toy maker loved children, most of all his own son, whom he named Chris. But the land was ruled by a wicked snow queen. You cannot escape from me, toy maker's son. I assure you, young Master Kringle, we elves are very real, and we shall teach you to make toys which will bring happiness to children all over the world. Young Santa Claus and the Winter Solstice, written and directed by Patrick and Paul Gibbs. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, an Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. We're your hosts. My name's Cortland. And I'm Brandon. And in our podcast, we take apart each episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, scene by scene, and discuss it in detail. This show is prime early 90s Canadian acting at its best, or in some cases, worst. 
We're here to laugh our way through seven seasons and 91 episodes. So whether you're a fan of the show, Dink, the No, mister, accent on the dough. Hi, Andy. Won't you come play with me? Hey, we're just having a goof. Or experiencing it for the first time. We know there's nothing better than staying up all night with a scary story. And now, the lights are going down and the music's starting back up, so let's head back to the second act of our show. Well, what'd you think? Um, it was blissfully short. Thanks fucking Christ. And I never thought I would miss the musical numbers from The Land Before Time. Right. Uh, that was, that was fucking, Land Before Time is Sondheim compared to this. Uh-huh. I, 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 <laughs> <sighs> even, even, <laughs> I won't even say. say that the second Land Before Time movie, and even the worst of the Land Before Time movies, story-wise, better than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, this it was, isn't harmful. No. But it is It is incredibly benign as far as mediocrity is benign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if they took any liberties from the original children's story or not. Because this one, this one was a book before it was a cartoon, right? I think so. I think so. Because it's it's so dumb in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. It's and the I don't. It's one of those things. I feel like this wasn't even a first draft. I no. feel like this was winging it on in a lot of ways because so much like the music and the yeah. the, the lyrics for all the songs. I mean, granted, there was one. There's one that's that's living rent free in our heads. Yes. Well, two. But two the living other, rent free. But the other one is living rent free in our heads just because you lost your shit. It with was it. accidentally clever. It was accidentally clever only because of our own personal experience with our dog. Yes. And we were and just you were like, oh my god, this is our dog. When we tell her she can't bring something nasty inside. <laughs> And uh, that, to me, was the best part of it. You yes. losing your shit over that. <laughs> I, this is the kind of thing that I'm like, you could plop a two-year-old down in front of it and yeah. they wouldn't learn anything negative. Um, they wouldn't learn anything necessarily positive because the quote-unquote morals that it tries to uh, yeah. provide are so saran wrap thin. It's one of those things where, like, you know me. I love animation, mm -hmm. and I love watching children's animation, because some of it can be brilliant. And I love when they don't talk down to kids. This talks down so <laughs> bad. It does. It is, it is so condescending in the way oh that my it, God. it handles the subject. And, and when we get to it, there are some things that, if it weren't for the fact that everything else makes me think this was just a cash grab. This was just a, we're just going to fart this out. I would think that they had done something brilliant. But I know 
that they didn't do anything brilliant with this. So it's completely by accident that what they do is brilliant. You know what it reminds me of slightly is, do you remember reading Rainbow, how when they would show the little the, the animated version of the book that uh, uh -huh. LeVar Burton was reading, how it would... <sighs> It wasn't quite a cartoon, but it wasn't still images. Yeah. This is slightly better than that in terms of animation, mm -hmm. but it's not at all on par with anything that came out in the 90s. It, it was is TV animation. Not even that. Like I've, limited TV animation. It I've, was, I feel it like was it was Nick Jr. It, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. I, I don't I feel like this is this is a like local access quality. Like some like Four, yeah, four yeah, people. See that. Four people working in a basement for a animation pro. Their very first animation project happened to get. We have seen something where someone worked on it in their own house, and it was better animated than this, even though it was garbage. <laughs> More recent, and they were a former Disney animator, so they fair, had professional fair, experience. Fair. So, these people probably did too. I mean, it was a company that put this. It was. I'm sure it was outsourced to. Did Somewhere. you ever watch Random House videos uh, that would have, like, Richard Scarry and, uh, oh gosh, there were there were a couple of different ones that were limited animation. Doesn't ring a bell. They at least taught you something. I would put this below Great Bear Scare, which you also <laughs> haven't seen. Because at least Great Bear Scare has some interesting stuff, even though the animation's shitty. This, there's nothing fucking redeemable. And, like, it's one thing where if you're going to have the super limited animation, you stick to it. You don't have moments of fluidity and then it was, janky shit. It was really bizarre how, uh, I hate to say seizure-esque, the animation it was. was though like yeah it was it you know because he would have like a, a couple frame you know it would it would tick up to like 10 frames per second and then it would drop down to like five yeah. frames a second you know uh, it it not not good i don't it definitely does not hold up well like i had no. said you know in my opinion pbs cartoons that were out in the 90s mm -hmm. were better quality than that like yeah it, i just it's it's some of the lowest lowest budget animation i feel like they blew all their money on the narrator yeah i think that's where all the money went yeah is they were like i know what'll what'll, Cause, cause <laughs> what'll the money, this good. The money didn't so, even so. go to the songs <laughs> and i really didn't oh and it was it was when when i can find it again there is a ugly duckling adaptation i think i know what you're talking about i think i yeah, I think I know the the Ugly Ducking adaptation you're talking about. That has uh, Charlie Adler as the voice of the duckling? I think so. Yes. I think so. I think they showed that in daycare when I was That's a kid. That's at the exact same time, I'm pretty sure, as this. I that fucking yeah. loved that version. That, that one is one of my <laughs> favorite things from growing up, just because it was so, like... I don't know. It was actually well animated. The songs were kind of thought out. It was not necessarily plop a kid in front of it. It was, hey, kid, you're gonna feel better about the fact everyone's picking on you. Watch Charlie Adler deal with childhood trauma as yeah. a duck. Well, as a <laughs> swan. As a but. duck. As an ugly duck. Um, 
So Kay and I are probably spending too much time punching down on this. And part of that being because this show was 25 minutes long. Actually, it wasn't even 25 minutes. It was 24 yeah. minutes and like six seconds. Yes. Uh, so this will be a short episode. Despite me pausing it a ridiculous amount of time to uh, note. I am punching down on it because <laughs> other publishing companies that would do animated adaptations at the time did better than this. You're punching down on it because when you bend down to go, oh, aren't you a cute little, it just punches you right in the joke. Exactly. So fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kay. Shall we talk about it? I mean, more? Let's chug chug a lug on. Oh, I'm going to slap you on camera or on mic. <laughs> All right. So as I sit here preparing to type up notes, Kay lets the dog out for a pre-Pokey uh, Potty break, and I see the <laughs> thumbnail queued up on YouTube. Pokey's first Christmas, it reads. A crappy-looking dog is looking at a fur-lined red boot. I see no blood on it or around the boot, but I suspect that the puppy killed the person who was previously wearing it. I suspect this supposedly child-friendly story is just a cover for what is surely to be a horrific exploration into the inner workings of a puppy on a mission to kill Santa. Only a short 24 minutes and 6 seconds separates us from the truth. What will this decades-old cartoon musical hold? Is he, what? What will this decades-old cartoon musical hold? Stay tuned to find out. This is your last chance to turn away if you're not prepared for the truth of Pokey Little Puppy's first Christmas. Oh, fuck. That would have been a better movie. <laughs> The journey begins, and right away we hear the telltale signs of whimsical Christmas chimes and a watermark showing the poster of this video. Three seconds in, Kay pauses to let me know that the watermark exists to deter eBay bootleggers from ripping this YouTube copy and selling it. I don't know what the demand is like for this particular puppy and its winter holiday adventures, but fuck me if that isn't a horrible, horrible thing to be told three seconds into this video. <laughs> you know, it's for people like us that review shitty shit. What do you mean? Like, oh, the watermark? first thing I'm going to do is go to eBay and see if it's there, because I don't want to watch it on YouTube, because it may get taken down. Well, I mean, as long as as our experience has been, it only needs to be on YouTube long enough for us to watch it. <laughs> then if it gets taken down, oh well. Fuck everybody else <laughs> be watching this. Oh. Onward, the whimsical musical continues as the blurry credits of those responsible for this travesty are displayed. The narrator, Donald Sutherland, is heard. It's 1992, and he sounds exactly like he did in the Hunger Games movies. I turned to Kay and inquire if I remembered correctly that this was in 1992. Two and a half decades prior to the Hunger Games movies, I feel a sense of victory swell within my chest. Yes, I was correct. Donald Sutherland has always had an old grandpa voice. Kier DeLay does not, he is the same fucking age as Donald Sutherland. Different voice. Kier does not sound old. 
how many cigarettes has this motherfucker been smoking? I mean, he may just have uh, that deep, kind of gravelly tone. I mean, I will laugh, though, because he sounded bored as fuck yes. reading this. He was yes, so, he did. He was so just like, I am here collecting a paycheck, talking about this dog on an adventure <laughs> during Christmas. The dog does what? God damn it. <laughs> How much am I getting for this? Oh, it's not enough. <laughs> Pokey little puppies, first Christmas. <laughs> <sighs> I want the outtakes. Oh, that would actually... That would, <laughs> see, they I, probably don't exist. That would but be I fantastic. <laughs> No, be funny is to is to sit is to get to talk to Donald Sutherland. Just ask him, do you remember doing Pokey Little Puppies first Christmas? And just watch him kind of like, if he even remembers it, or if he was just like, oh, that was when I needed cocaine money. <laughs> Maybe he has fun like Star Lost type stories about this. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows. <laughs> He's like, I recorded it in an afternoon. I did one take for my entire lines. They wanted me to do some retakes, and I said, fuck off. No one's going to give a shit. I am the highest paid person in this entire production. Lick my sack. All right. Onward. President Snow continues, saying, On the day before Christmas, the neighborhood sparkled with brightly lit decorations. Excitement was in the air, but the youngest members of the household knew nothing of the special events that were to take place. I'm not going to attempt to do his voice. <laughs> That's okay. Because uh, I can't. I would have to hit puberty a second time for my voice to hopefully be that deep. See, and that's the thing. If I live to be in my 70s, maybe I'll still sound like a 12-year-old. Like, I'll be in 70-year-olds going, ha! See, and it's not fair because I can do that sort of old gravelly voice. You've got that You've, you've got that more smoky dark I voice. I do have a smoky dark voice. I'm just a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> a puppy yawns and leaps to its feet, barking and telling its puppy siblings to wake the fuck up. <laughs> All the puppies leap to activity barking and playing as their food is being prepared in another room. The puppy's mother calls her pups into the kitchen, calling Roll as they pass by. Our roster of little fur babies are <laughs> Polly, Pat, Pickles, Penny, and Pokey? Where's, where's Pokey? <laughs> the other pups run into the room, but the lazy bitch Pokey is still sleeping. <laughs> mother dog, I don't know if they ever say what the mom's dog. No, yeah. they don't. So she's just mother dog. Mother Dog wakes up Pokey and tells them that it's time to get up. But breakfast is not on the menu for Pokey, as a child in the house tells Pokey to follow them outside. Mother Dog watches from the window as Pokey plays in the snow-filled yard outside, jumping at rainbows that are on the ground for some reason. Oh, because of the light reflecting off of the icicles. That is ah. one thing that they do show. Okay, I missed that. I just remember seeing like a rainbow line on mm -hmm. the ground and Pokey is like going after it. I'm like, rainbows aren't on the ground. This is dumb. <laughs> Turns out I'm the one who's dumb. As many times as I pause this fucking show, I can't believe I missed that part. Turned a 25 minute show into oh. what? An hour? Probably about that, yeah. Because I knew that it was going to be short and I was like, I got to stretch this out. <laughs> Uh, jumping at rainbows. Da, 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 where am I? The shitty song, probably. That's what I'm trying to... Yes, rainbows on the ground for some reason. Pokey's burrowing in the snow and playing with a sled. 
The mother's song she sings while watching her pup revolves around him, revolves around uh, how... Hint may sound hokey <laughs> and her pokey little puppy. Jesus Christ, Warren. So the song revolves around her singing about her pokey little puppy and how much pokey delights her and that it's in the subtext that she loves this puppy more than the others because his name's in the title. <laughs> pokey, meanwhile, hungry, starving really, tries to eat a Christmas wreath and pulls it down. The child in the house says, Oh, Pokey, you dumb fuck. Don't eat decorations. <laughs> eat your food. I good, will... good point, child who let the dog outside instead of into the kitchen where the dog food is waiting in the dog bowl. Yeah, fuck that kid. Fuck all these kids in this movie. <laughs> um, but I will say that the one thing that made me laugh at the start part is that they have a very talented voice singing for the mom it wasn't bad but the lyrics, but the are, lyrics are shit and the music was i don't know music was very the music in all of these i would say it's like maybe one or two instruments per song maybe yeah. three you could probably tell of course better than i could but they were not uh they were not quality songs i they were. think they were synth too yeah i it it sounded kind of synthy um <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> like So, uh, if I remember right, there are only 3 songs in this. Oh, uh, see, there's the mom song, the song with the skunk, and the boot. If so, I remember correctly. Of the 3 songs, two of them I will present a defense for the lyrics. There is no defense for the lyrics on this one. <laughs> Just her shit-talking the rest of her kids while talking about how much Pokey and, is her favorite. And the lyrics suck. They're not well-written. The rhythm isn't great. The, no. like, it, it, it would make sense for the next two songs for there to not necessarily be a lot of rhyming. But there is some... There are some choices made with the <laughs> rhyming schemes in the Pokey Little Puppy song, or rather lack thereof. The, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, if you were a, clev a more clever person, I would let you get away with this. But you're not. But Pokey delights her. Pokey is such a delight, her little Pokey puppy. It, it doesn't, and, and the lyrics just don't, I... <laughs> I don't like this. Onward! Pokey goes into the kitchen to scarf some grub, and the child explains that it's Christmas Eve, and the... I... the... The fucking noises. Oh! Oh my god, you guys. Oh my god, you guys. So, so, every time the dogs are eating food, there's like no other sound effects, just horrible mouth noises, it was like nails inside of Kay's ear. It was like nails on a chalkboard inside of Kay's brain. All right, onward. Pokey goes into the kitchen to scarf some grub, and the child explains that it's Christmas Eve, and they just now are getting decorations and a Christmas tree on Why Christmas the fuck? Eve. Now, I often complain about people getting, uh, about Santa sticking his ass into the rest of our lives before December. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, 
after Thanksgiving, if you want to start putting up Christmas stuff, okay, cool. Yeah, that's Go fine. for it. But it should not be before then. No. Uh, however, if you're going to wait until Christmas Eve, you might as well not do it. Yeah. So, like... I mean, so, and I actually Most a, tree permits are, like, to go cut trees in a forest, you can't do it on Christmas. Oh, well, God. Well, you're, you totally put a flat tire on one of the jokes oh. that I have coming up, but that's okay, because it just demonstrates that you know things. And I, I only see the updates I from DWR about going out and harvesting Christmas trees, and I'm like, oh, that's right, you can do that in this state. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's fair. So uh, I'm still going to make the jokes that I wrote oh, yeah, no, regarding totally. that, and you can just poke fun at me. Laws probably were different in the 90s regarding I'm, it. Probably. So. It was the wild fucking west. <laughs> so it's Christmas Eve, and they are just now getting decorations and a Christmas tree. I mean, why fucking bother at this point, unless you're going to be those neighbors that leave your <laughs> decorations up until February? <laughs> Onward! Pokey only gets a couple of bites of food before being told to follow. Pokey, being the good boy slash girl, goes outdoors and falls in the snow. Pokey looks up at their mum, because I don't know, is Pokey a... Pokey's a boy. Pokey's a boy. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure, because it's probably voiced by a, a, a female voice actor. It was boy. It, they had mixed group okay. of kids. For Pokey? Well, for all the puppies. That's meant for Pokey, though. Pokey, I think, was a boy. They do not have... Who voiced who other than Donald? That's true. Yeah. Because the, the <laughs> I think, you know what I bet it was? Nobody wanted to use that credit in their IMDb type of thing. They're like, nah, this is a paycheck. I don't, you don't, it's like, a, it's like a, a Bill Murray with the Garfield movie. Mm -hmm. He's like, don't even put me in the credit. Well, and even after, like in the end credits, they don't have who voiced who. It is just the list of the voice actors. That's it. See, that's what I mean. They didn't, they didn't want to be attached to it at all. Yeah. In the future, there will be an internet movie database. <laughs> <laughs> What's the internet? It's when machines take over and put chips in your brain. <laughs> okay, so... Pokey goes outside, falls in the snow, looks up at their mom and says, You know, Mom, I think I like Christmas Eve. Christmas Day is even better, replies Mother Dog. Go on now, but be careful. The woods can be dangerous. And Pokey runs off to the end of the yard and through the open gate towards the family, who I guess are going to just fucking chop down a tree nearby. <laughs> Different times, I guess. <laughs> Don't bother with one of those special trees grown specifically for Christmas. Go find a tree that's minding its own business in nature and massacre that fucking spruce. <laughs> Rolling back. Pokey little puppy is still in the yard when our narrator, President Snow, graces us once again with his phoned-in performance. <laughs> At the edge of the yard was a gate, and outside the gate was a meadow, and across the meadow was a woods that was crowded with pine trees. I know I said I wasn't going to do it, but <laughs> I reserved the right to change my mind. <laughs> Pokey runs to catch up to his siblings who are being pulled on a sled behind the family on their way to commit some type of zoning violation by chopping down a tree near a housing development. Pokey, having shit for brains, tumbles and gets his head covered in snow. Then he slips and falls in a deep hole that's just there for some reason. He cries for help. Help! Help! And a friendly neighborhood skunk answers his call, saying... 
Why don't you just climb up, you dumb dog? And Pokey replies, Fuck you, Smelly. It's too deep. The skunk... <laughs> the skunk who kind of mumbles his name when we first hear it, I think it's like Harmon? Yeah, and then I guess it turns out to be Herman. Herman. See, this is why yeah. he, he mumbles his name the first time, and then it's never quite clear, so I wasn't sure if it was Harmon or what. So his name... uh is kind of alphabet soup for the rest of my notes, just <laughs> to make fun of that asshole who can't say Herman. <laughs> the skunk, Hamon, Harmon, some H name, climbs down and helps Pokey escape by pushing his ass out. I guess skunks are good climbers? I don't know, because he scrambles down that hole and back up like it's nothing. I mean, they are in the weasel family, so maybe. Onward! The Hammeramomron skunk asks what the ever-loving fuck was Pokey doing. <laughs> Pokey explains that it's Christmas Eve and it's the day where you, uh, you go out and uh, everyone is there and there's snow and Christmas Day is even better. That, that's that that's the... what he says. Pokey doesn't know how to explain Christmas Eve to the skunk, but he knows that Christmas Day is even better. Yes. Hamramramron gets bored and starts to walk away. Pokey is like, Yo, smelly ass, where are you going? I was explaining to you the intricate depth of this time-honored tradition. And Hamramramron tells Pokey to follow him. He has something to show him. Good message for kids. If you meet a stranger in the woods and they tell you to follow him, follow him. If they have something to show you. Hey, kid, want to see a dead body? Pokey, having never been a 90s kid, even though this tale... <laughs> Pokey, having never been a 90s kid, even though this takes place in 1992, but never mind that, was never taught stranger danger and runs off with his smelly new friend. The two laugh as they run through the snow. Hamronanam leads Pokey to a frozen stream, and Pokey is amazed at seeing their reflection in the frozen water. Harnomronam... <laughs> Shows off his agility and jumps onto the frozen water, complete with sounds, sound effects right out of the six million dollar man. Because he jumps and it goes like a fucking. Uh. <sighs> the smelly puff tail slides on the ice, spinning around to face a confused Pokey who inquires how this strange, stinky cat dog defied all laws of known physics by levitating on this reflective surface. <laughs> Hamronnenrom <laughs> explains that it's easy, and Pokey jumps, landing on the ice and sliding. The music picks up, and the two start to... <sighs> the two start to chug, chug a lug, lug a chug, chug, sing... <laughs> A chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug, chug-a-chug-a-lug song about their, how they're having fun times sliding on the ice and how it's somehow delicious sliding on the ice and having a ball, having a party, having a chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug-lug party, chug-a-lug-lug-a-chug, chug-a-lug. Those are lyrics from the second song, dear listeners. Chug, chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug. So here's my defense. Oh, oh, 
this better be good. And like I said, if I believed that the writers were clever, then I would give them this. However, this is not a defense that would hold up in court because the writers are not clever. <laughs> so, have you ever listened to kids playing on a playground or whatever and they decide to just start singing? And it does not make any fucking sense. It is just whatever comes out of their mouth, they are just singing it. This went in a completely different way. I thought you were going to say, do you ever hear... So to answer your question, no. I have not ever heard that. Uh, which is strange because you know me, I'll break out into song randomly about whatever mm -hmm. the fuck I'm doing and make up lyrics that make no sense and mm -hmm. usually don't rhyme for more than the first two verses. Because uh, <laughs> rhyming's hard. Uh, I thought what you were going to say is, because this is what I would hear all the time, uh, kids play on a playground and then they start screaming like they're being murdered, <laughs> even though they're they're playing, you know, but they scream like it sounds like there's someone over there yeah. viciously murdering these small children. So the, the rare times when I uh, would substitute for the kindergarten teachers, that would be a common occurrence. And it was just, they would just start singing about whatever the fuck and it wouldn't it wouldn't rhyme. It wouldn't have any rhyme or reason. It would have a lot of nonsense words, stuff like that. That's just a little kid thing. I feel so called out right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's the last uh, that's the last thread of my childlike innocence that I have hold held on to as uh, my innocence has been unraveled by this. Uh, oh, and I mean, it thing is called life. It is a normal human thing to do, but I wouldn't expect Pokey's mother to be doing it, I would expect Pokey and Hammer Armin to do it. And it, cause, and especially like in the next song, because there are a couple of moments of that with the next song where Pokey just sort of goes off a little bit. And <laughs> I would say out of all three songs, the last song makes the most sense. The last song <laughs> makes the most sense, but like... This one, it's definitely like little kids singing on a playground with each other and just, like, at one point it's, you know, I'm Pokey, I'm and they then swap it like, he's Pokey, he's and so yeah, you're welcome, audience. Um, <laughs> have that in your fucking head for the rest of the year. It has been leave. It has been living rent free inside both of our skulls, <laughs> and it won't come out. <laughs> Drill a hole in my head and pour it out. Trepanation. Oh. But uh, yeah, that's sort of my defense for it. Is that makes sense for these two to kind of do that? That is a fair way of justifying the but stupidity. The uh, the creators of this are not clever enough to do this, I don't think. Yeah, see, I don't think that that was the reasoning. I think it was just uh kids won't give a shit. How much money am I getting for from Random House or whatever the fuck for this? <laughs> you know what maybe happened is maybe to incorporate what you just said, maybe somebody heard their kid mm -hmm. singing something like that and they went, that sounds like something that would fit in this yeah, <laughs> fit and it, in this mortgage payment. And the thing that kind of sparked that memory was in the latest Animaniacs, the one uh, sequence that you and I were listening to the kid talking in it, 
and uh, it sounded a lot. I think it was Starbucks and Cindy, oh. and it sounded like they just recorded their kid yeah, talking. They, yeah, just and, kind of talking nonsensically, yes. nonsensically about what they were doing. And... Yeah, and that sort of toddler to kindergarten age, like when you're just figuring out language and stuff, that that's, that's how you do it. That's and, fair. That's not a bad uh, perspective. Yeah. Again, does I don't think that they were clever enough to do that. Kay is attempting to bring some logic and order to the chugga lug 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 chugga chaos. Yeah. The the mom's song makes me think that they don't have <laughs> that cleverness in them, but who knows? <sighs> It'll be fun when we get to the third song. Oh my god. <laughs> Meanwhile, President Snow returns to explain that in the woods, the searching for a tree continues. The older siblings tell the younger to hurry the fuck up because they're <laughs> lagging behind. But the younger sibling was hunting for the perfect tree to murder. <laughs> and the father sets out with and the father sets out to uh, with high quality ripped from 90s VHS animation, <laughs> chop down a tree with three swings of his mighty axe. God. Pokey's it's rail splitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would do it in one. Oh yeah. Pokey's siblings all bark and yip in excitement at the merciless brutalizing of Mother Nature, <laughs> and the barking of the siblings is heard by Pokey, who explains to his new striped friend that he has to go, because his mother told him not to be late. Funny, Pokey remembers that part, but seems to forget the don't wander off because the woods can be dangerous part. <laughs> Which you, you might never... fall down into a hole, Pokey. Yeah, that's the most dangerous thing that happens. While he's in the woods. Because when she said that, I'm like, oh, he's going to run into a wolf or it's going to be a bear. There's going to be some sort of actual conflict. The hole. He had a conflict hole. Hole conflict. Haha, -ha, it's a plot hole. I was just, <laughs> get out of my head. <laughs> I like, say as I high five you. Like chugga lug, lug a lug, lug a chugga, I live there rent free. <laughs> well, no, I pay rent. Uh, <laughs> I would pay you with 1,000 kisses. Uh, yes. Pokey sets off, telling his new friend that he'll be back, and Herman Ermerherm tells Pokey <laughs> that he's easy to find, because he lives in a hollowed-out hollowed log right uh, over there. That shattered, broken, hollowed log that the camera pans over. As well, the tree falls on it. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't show that happen, but they mm -hmm. explain it later, later that when... The family cut down the tree, it, and it fell over. It crushed Hermanerm's home. Yep. And uh, seems like that's a plot point that's going to be remedied in the next uh, check's time. Twelve minutes of this show. <laughs> we are halfway through. <laughs> Onward. Oh. Okay. Oh. Hit Pokey with the chair. Oh, he's a puppy. He's blameless in this. I'm not bad. I'm just animated that way. <laughs> Pokey sets up to catch up. Pokey sets out to catch up with his pupper family, but happens upon a mystery boot with no leg or foot attached. <laughs> but Pokey barks at the boot anyways and drags it and barks some more. And then he crawls inside to make sure there's no missing foot or anything. After verifying there's no foot lodged in the bottom of the boot, Pokey loses his fucking mind and jumps around the boot <laughs> repeatedly until the narrator gets bored of Pokey's shenanigans and moves the plot forward. 
stating that the mother and children decorated the tree and the puppies helped. The youngest child bitches that they never get to decorate the high branches. Gee, I wonder why, you little shit. Can you, <laughs> can you reach the high branches? <laughs> no? Well, that's why you don't get to decorate them. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Onward! Penny, the puppy, gets tangled in some popcorn on a string. You, you remember popcorn on string for decoration? I sure don't, because popcorn doesn't make good decorations. Oh, you don't remember popcorn on a string? I will get to this. Okay. But the movie doesn't know that, but Penny does. <laughs> and she eats the popcorn on a string to save the family the embarrassment of decorating their tree with this shitty thing. The youngest child com complains that Penny is eating the decorations, and no one gives a shit, because they all know, deep down inside, that popcorn on a string does not belong on the tree. But it was probably made by the small child at school or some shit. And they didn't want to hurt the little pecker's feelings by telling them that their decorations sucked. Good job, Penny. You saved Christmas. So, to expand on that, I remember being a kid in arts and crafts, you know, mm -hmm. in school around that time, making decorations to hang on Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And popcorn on a string was one of them. Teachers would bring in non-buttered popcorn and mm -hmm. you could string it. And I remember being a kid going, why the fuck would anybody <laughs> want to do that? Give me some construction paper and I'll make some fucking stars. Like I will give me a ten give tennis ball and I'll wrap it with something to make an ornament. Popcorn on a string. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. You no. Just spray it with lacquer and then it's usable. <laughs> no offense to anybody who that's like a happy memory in your past of putting popcorn on a string and putting it on a Christmas tree. But you're wrong. And <laughs> it's okay. We all make mistakes. I make them all the time. But no one mistake was I never made putting popcorn on a tree. <laughs> I I think that there is a legitimate, like, traditional reason for it, but fuck if I remember what it is. Because uh, it was corn that they couldn't eat, and they couldn't plant it, so they decided to pop it, and then they were like, well, what do we do with these styrofoam peanuts? But we don't know what styrofoam <laughs> is. I know, let's put some string through it, and then we'll wrap it around a spruce. <laughs> Out of all the Christmas tree decorations, it's the least offensive out of the, like, the ones that you shouldn't have around a dog. The worst is tinsel. Guess, tinsel can go fuck off. I guess, to be fair, it's biodegradable. To be fair. No, to be fair. It's, I guess it's biodegradable. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's, like, a way to do it that's a lot of fun that my, my child brain didn't quite comprehend and my adult brain continues to not comprehend. I'm sure that if, like, you painted the popcorn and, like, made it... Bright colored, but it's like still brittle. And then you sh you spray it with a lacquer. Well, your teacher would have to spray it with lacquer, but it would still be brittle. Not with the lacquer, it would be it would be not as it would be about as brittle as some of your other in your other ornaments because like you have those really brittle glass and ornaments that cause a lot of problems if they break. <clears throat> Fair. That Touché belong cake. on the top of the tree, not the bottom. Where that little fucker can't reach. Exactly. Why right? don't I ever get to decorate the top branches? I want to decorate the top branches. I'm only two feet tall and I can't reach, but I want to feel it. <laughs> that kid bothered me. Anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
Pokey returns home from their adventure in the woods, dragging the footless foot... Wait, the footless boot with them. Not foot. <laughs> boot and foot are off by one letter that Warren can't read. Pokey returns home from their wood, their adventure in the woods, dragging the footless boot with them. And oh my god, is that... What is that trail behind it? Is that... Is that blood? <laughs> it sure as shit doesn't look like water or mud. It's too dark red to be either of those oh oh god oh god pokey is dragging it into the kitchen pokey's horrible crime is stopped by the older child who is like pokey did you bring in another bloody boot into the house look at the mess you made you're a naughty puppy oh yes you are who's a naughty puppy bringing severed feet and bloody boots into the house yes you are yes you are <laughs> And the child yeets Pokey outside and back into the snow and tells Pokey to keep the ugly, dirty boot. Yeah, that dirt was red. I... <laughs> it, it looks like that Pokey's dragging a trail of blood through the house. That could have been a VHS artifact error. I don't know. Maybe. I guess it has to be because nobody was like, Jesus Christ, Pokey has a severed foot. Like, there was no outrage other than you're making things dirty. But then we come to <clears throat> the third song. Pokey then sings a sad song while draped over the boot, singing that nobody likes Pokey. Because if they did, they'd let Pokey keep his bloody boot inside the house. And Pokey sings about how he loves his boot and continues with saying that no one likes him, no one loves him, because if they did, they'd let him keep his boot inside. So, and this is where this note comes in. On a side note, Kay lost their shit on this song because Kay compared this to when our pokey puppy latte brought in a mystery brought a mystery bone inside the house and was so sad that we wouldn't let her keep her bone inside the house her smelly rotting bone that we're not sh quite sure where she got it from but there was still flesh attached we wouldn't let her keep it inside uh, and and that's what made because it, it's so funny because you take something away from Latte and she just gets this Latte is the queen of sad face any little minor discomfort or inconvenience and she's just like everything is terrible forever nobody likes me no nobody wants me if they did they'd let me keep my bone inside yeah, and the way Pokey's thing, it's like, Nobody wants me. Nobody loves me. If they did, they'd let me keep my boot inside. <laughs> and it has a fucking montage of him playing with his boot. <laughs> the boot, the boot that he's had for a grand total of like 10 minutes. But he's developed such a deep, <laughs> deep emotional bond to this red boot this that red... he's remembering all the good times. He's remembering all the good boot times. And I'm wondering, how the fuck did the boot get there? Because someone right. would have remembered if they lost a boot. Right? In the middle of the woods, hop like... <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> and his mom's watching. His mom is watching as Pokey is... is uh, lamenting the hardship of his life 
it's that the, the humans best won't let him scene in the movie. keep this smelly old boot that he found in the house. And if I thought that the writers were clever, <laughs> I would have thought, oh, this is just the most dog thing ever. This is the most dog moment. I just, a pretty I good just imagine moment. Latte, the times that she's brought a bone inside that she knows the rules. Bones are outside. So there's a great one that I want to talk about real quick. It was earlier this year, and it was late at night, and we were doing our, uh, you know, letting Latte out before bedtime. Mm-hmm. And I let Latte back in, and I see her come... Usually she stops and looks at me, and then I'm like, come on. You know, she comes in. She ran past me as... <laughs> Like not, la- not not running, but like you know a quick little dog dog trot, and I knew something was up, and I could see that she had something in her mouth because her cheek. She tried to stuff the whole bone in her mouth. She had a bulged cheek, and I could see a little bit of something protruding from her mouth. And she just runs right past me and goes downstairs, and I'm like, uh oh, she's got something in her mouth. I better go and get it. And before I can even approach the stairs, I hear Kay go, "What do you have?" <laughs> Ate had brought in a bone with still had pieces of flesh and cartilage on it, and she wanted to bring it inside so that she could chew on it before bed. And the look on her face when we took her bone away was just, nobody wants me. Nobody loves me. And after they did, they'd let me keep my bone inside. And after the incident where she bit through a, one of the raw cow femurs. She hasn't been allowed to have bones, whereas her aunt and uncle dogs do get bones. And Latte finds that very unfair. Well, I mean, it kind of is, but at the same time, it's like, Latte, you gotta, you gotta not uh, get tummy aches that make you have diarrhea and throw up, and mm-hmm. that's why you can't have bones. Yep. Anyway. She's getting the bones that she's supposed to be allowed to have, and she chews right through oh, them. She's, a, with she's her, got a mighty mouth. With her crocodile jaws. No kidding. Anyways. After the nobody loves me, everybody hates me, I'm gonna die outside draped over my boot song, <laughs> President Snow returns to tell us, That evening... Pokey's mother told the pups about Christmas, and she explains to celebrate. And she explains to celebrate. We give each other presents. Doesn't explain what they're celebrating, but ushers the pups up upstairs or ushers the pups to bed. Not explaining why they need to go to bed, other than sleep is necessary. Well, and like the scene looks like she's in the middle of explaining so that when we hear her talking it's just the and so we give each other presents and it's like what was she saying do dogs have a concept of jesus do dogs have a concept of santa i would ask latte but you know she lives in an agnostic household so (laughs) (laughs) all my gifts come from mom and dad (laughs) And uh, as the dogs are all snuggling in their dog bed, Pokey explains that he made a friend today, and he falls asleep. The next morning, the pups are excited to see presents, a toy mouse, a ball, a biscuit, and a boot! Pokey gets a boot! It's all shiny and clean, but it's a boot! 
President Snow explains that the, that the puppies played with their toys until breakfast, then played with their toys outside. So, one, there are some serious <laughs> issues in this universe for why Pokey gets a shiny boot. Right? So, either... <laughs> there's... Okay, 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 okay. Uh, see, I think I have it in my notes somewhere. Uh... So I guess I don't have it in my notes that I can find. Maybe I just thought about it and I was like, I will just talk about this. Mm -hmm. So Pokey's mom, so the, so the one older sibling tells Pokey, no, you can't bring your smelly boot inside. Mm -hmm. Pokey's mom sees Pokey sad about not being able to bring the smelly boot inside. And then the next morning, there is a shiny, clean new or new looking boot inside yeah. that's for Pokey. That's Pokey's Christmas present. So we have some po we have some possibilities. <laughs> One the dog mom somehow cleaned the boot and brought it inside. Two, <laughs> the humans saw Pokey playing with the boot and being sad and were like, oh, we should clean it and give it to him. Three, they went out and bought a single boot to give to Pokey. Four, it fell off of Santa's fat foot when he was delivering presents. and Or Santa was like, Pokey is a good little pupper. I'll give him one of my boots. Except Santa's boots are black. Oh, shit, they are. Never mind. Never mind. It's not one of the fat man's boots. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it makes no sense. Because <laughs> if it's the mom, how? How did the dog clean the boot and bring it back if in? the humans gave him a boot, they are setting up this puppy for some serious issues later. Chewing shoes and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, no, in no universe would I give a dog a shoe as a toy. <laughs> in no universe. <laughs> And like either and buying a single boot makes no fucking sense either. How would you buy a, the only how would you buy a single boot? Only thing I can think of is going to like a thrift shop or thrift store and they but, still make you buy them in pairs. But even then that's the only thing is like someone donated one boot. And they were like, Well, maybe somebody else only has one boot and they don't mind mismatched boots and they'll buy this boot. It's it, it, trying to rationalize it. It takes you into a irrational realm. It does, because there is no reason for that specific plot point that leads to the uh, shoehorned in moral. shoehorned in moral at the end of this. Yeah, <laughs> shoehorned. Um, <laughs> boothorned. Boothorned moral. It, it just, it doesn't make any fucking sense. This is another example of you and I thinking about something more than the people who created it. Because <laughs> even as a kid, this would have bothered me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This would have bothered the fuck out of me. Absolutely. Because it's like, well, how the fuck did he get this boot? Because in my brain, I'm going, oh, the dogs have their own little world. Humans can't understand dogs. They don't know that Pokey loves playing with a boot. Where the fuck did Pokey get this boot? That would be my first question. <laughs> he dragged it from the woods. He pulled it off a dead yeah, body. <laughs> that's when it's like, time to do a search and rescue. Possible just search and recovery. So, uh, the dogs are playing with their presents until breakfast, and then mm -hmm. they go outside and play with the toys outside. It starts to... Wind-up mouse shouldn't be outside. 
that's electronic or not well, electronics it's, it's a motor work. it's yeah. a clockwork motor it'll get fucked up by the snow bad also don't give something like that to a dog no <laughs> because there's tons of uh <laughs> metallic such a bad idea yeah and uh, they're not a squeaker mouse so it starts to snow as the puppies are playing and one of the pups asks the mom if they can go play in the meadow the mom says, sure. Oh, it's Pokey that asks. It was? Okay. I thought it was. Okay. I think. Maybe. No, no, no. It wasn't. Because it was. Pokey was the last one to leave. That's right. So it was one of the other ones. Yeah. Kay correcting me and being wrong. Sorry. Gosh. Sorry. <laughs> it just makes more sense for it to be Pokey. Because he wants to go find Because he friend. wants to go find Herman and be like, it's Christmas, Herman. Herman. They want to go play in a meadow. The mom says, sure. But don't go too far. Pokey tells their mom that they were right, and Christmas is the fucking bomb diggity. <laughs> and he runs off to play. Mother Dog tells Pokey not to be late for Christmas dinner. And Pokey rushes off to play, but stops to look for his friend, Hammurabi. And <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if that would be one of them. <laughs> and Pokey calls and calls for them, but the striped stink butt is nowhere to be mm -hmm. found. The pups play for an undisclosed amount of time and then decide they need to go home so they're not late for Christmas dinner. Pokey, always lagging behind, runs into Hermanomeron Robbie, who is shivering and looks distressed. Pokey asks, what's wrong? And the little skunk butt leads Pokey to what was, to what we already know happened. Mm -hmm. uh, his hollowed log was destroyed by Pokey's shitty family. And now, <laughs> now, now... Poor little Hermanominer is without a place to live. He explains that when Pokey's shitty dad cut down the tree, it broke his house. And it was a nice house that kept him warm. And now, now he's sure to die. Doesn't say that. I feel no. bad for the skunk, though, because he's like, it was a good house. Yeah. And it was warm. And it was just, I feel the worst for that little guy. Yeah, this poor skunk, man. Pokey creeps home and is confronted by his mother, who is like, you promised you wouldn't be late, you little shit. And then sniffs Pokey going, Ugh, what the fuck is that smell? And then she sniffs and sniffs and finds Hermanominerm. <laughs> Pokey explains that their shitty family wrecked Hermanominerm's home and asks if he can live with them now. The mother dog is like, ew, no, he's a gross skunk. And Pokey is like, but he'll die. And the mother is like, okay, but just for tonight. Tomorrow, he'll have to find somewhere else to live. Actual line. Yep. What makes me laugh about that is it's like, it'd be the equivalent of accidentally burning down someone's home and being like, <laughs> I guess you can stay with me for tonight, but tomorrow you're on your own. Yeah. It's like, bitch. <laughs> Literally, because she's a female dog. <laughs> Obviously not fixed. Mm -hmm. That night, the dogs slept in the kitchen, and Pokey slept outside in the doghouse with Hermanaminermernom. <laughs> Come the morning, Pokey was missing, and the pups set out to find where Pokey wandered off to. Turns out, Pokey went to the woods with his friend, and he tells his family to follow. Pokey leads them to his boot, which he has gifted to Hermanaminermernom to be his new home. Hermanaminermernom is so <laughs> happy to have this clean this this either new or cleaned up old boot which was found out in the wilderness and probably is still nasty on the inside and come <laughs> to think of it oh uh -huh. this is where the note is on me <laughs> freaking out about the boot 
Oh, past Warren trolling current Warren. <laughs> oh, I guess past Warren trolling future Warren, who is mm -hmm. now current Warren. But that current Warren is always in the past Warren. Anyways, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to read this now. Come to think of it, there is no way the mother dog could explain to the family that the boot is important to Pokey and ask them to clean it and gift it to her child. And there is no way the dog could clean the boot herself. So how the fuck did the boot get clean? I refuse to believe that the family went out and bought one boot to give to their dog as a gift. Uh, okay, anyways, Pokey gifts the boot to the skunk who is all excited and crawls inside, thanking Pokey for his kind gift and the camera pulls out and president snow delivers the holiday moral of the musical that it's okay <clears throat> i gotta do my snow voice <laughs> that it's okay for people who are different to be friends thanks snow maybe carry that message with you and don't make children fight to the death in battle arenas <laughs> the end holy shit <laughs> and that's where it ends on a shoehorned moral of of giving gifts to strangers and that wasn't even the thing giving yeah gifts giving gifts to strangers and like being charitable wasn't the moral that wasn't the moral they're just like pokey just decided oh well since my shitty family made her herman yeah. herman homeless i'll give him this boot which is just barely big enough for him to fit in and would not offer any amount of protection from say a wolf or anything at least oh, the hollowed shit. out log was bigger and spacious but now all i can think of is her is herman sleeping in the boot and like a wolf or a bear comes by sniffs into it just grabs the boot and carries it off to their nest <laughs> like sweet this snack is portable it reminds me of the way that people tend to try to solve problems caused by systemic racism giving black people boots no, just sort of like, oh, here's the bare minimum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry we burned down your house. Here's a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Sorry we fucked you over generationally. <laughs> here's a pair of shoes. <laughs> here's a boot. Here's a boot. One boot. You get one. Everybody Fuck. gets one boot. <laughs> but the whole thing with, with uh, Donald Sutherland just being like, and Pokey learned that it's okay for people who are different to be friends. And it's just like, why was that ever in question? I mean, his mom sure is a bigot and is like, oh, dogs and skunks don't normally live together. Well, guess what, mom? His house got destroyed by our shitty humans. Also, doesn't apply in the same way as humans. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't apply in the same way as humans. Dogs are some t somewhat predatory towards skunks and they're different species in different genera in different families humans okay same species okay we're all god's children same species i am not a skunk <laughs> nope you're not a skunk i am not a skunk but i am gonna stripe that ass jesus christ <laughs> fuck I just, oh, I hated that moral. Oh, and I think it would yeah. have made me angry as a child and been like, the fuck? Yeah, me too, because, uh, you know, where I grew up, um, you know, I, I like when I talked about it, I didn't know very many black kids growing up, but yeah. I, had, I had Hispanic friends and stuff yeah. like that. And so 
the whole thing of like people who are different can be friends. I was like, uh, uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why was that ever a question? Like, yeah. like <laughs> well, that's not the issue. That's not the issue here. <laughs> the issue is that the skunk doesn't have a home anymore, and now he's living in a boot. <laughs> it's not exactly an upgrade from his previous living situation. <laughs> his previous living situation was perfect for him. <laughs> You know, it'd be better if they were like, he can stay in the doghouse. Yeah. Because at least... Then it's them acknowledging that they fucked over the skunk and that, you know what? We fucked over your your home and now you don't have a place to stay safe from predators. We have the advantage of having a fence. Pull yourself up by your tail, skunk. Make something of yourself. Quit pointing fingers at everyone else saying that it's their fault that you're homeless. But it's their fault. (laughs) It's directly (laughs) their fault. (laughs) He ain't going to be pulling himself up by any bootstraps. Because by the time the next next day, Pokey's going to go out. And it's like, where's the boot? Yeah, exactly. Where's the boot? It was carried off by a bear or a wolf or a cougar. Or a fucking bobcat. (laughs) Yeah. The fuck? Oh, oh so. my god. It was so bad. So this show was bad. Uh, it was fun to make fun of. Uh, but yeah, and... and Pro the... tip to people trying to shoehorn a be good to other people. Uh, don't shoehorn it. Actually a, don't take the shoe... time to write the moral into the a, story. Yeah, like if you're trying to do a race relations moral in your story... Have a black person or some other person of color on your staff, like, depending on which group you're trying to, because everyone has their own uh, issues regarding uh, systemic racism. Like, every group has their own uh, issues that get faced through it. If you're trying to... just just have have someone who is of the group that you're talking about on the writing staff so that it doesn't come out like this because this is fucking garbage this this is the most <laughs> insulting it's it's one of those things that I'm like that right there is neoliberalism <laughs> it's it's the stuff that they talk about with regards to the the oh if we just are nice about it, it'll be... No! We can't be nice about people <laughs> being assholes to us. We can't be nice about people making it so that, you know, it's it's harder for us to have the same opportunity. I'm mad. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Kay has both hands on their head and is very exasperated, y'all. <laughs> so, Kay, let's... uh. Let's divert our attention away from this musical. What what uh, can the nice people listening look forward to next week? So from one thing with dubious choices to another, <laughs> we're going to be uh, covering some... So, okay, I'll back it up. Originally, I was going to have us do the Grinch musical, which looks like it's going to be a hot mess. <laughs> but we don't have cable, and we're on the two-week cycle before we can go up to Mama K's house to see it, because um, Mama K has DVR. So we're we're putting that on hold. Um, but Netflix, which we do have, has a musical that I would have loved to have seen on Broadway. Dear God. Oh, my God, I would have loved to have seen it. 
Um, but they're they're doing the movie adaptation of it, and uh, the cast list has me a little concerned. I don't trust James Corden after Cats. Yeah, I mean... He's yeah. also not gay. Is and he playing he's a playing guy? a gay guy. Mm. And you know my feelings on this. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I'm. I'm a little. I'm. Okay. Nobody made a big deal about. Uh. Uh. Fuck. What's his name? Uh. Neil Patrick Harris playing a poon hound in. In. Uh. How I Met Your Mother, and he's a gay man. Last time he saw a vagina, he was coming out of it. <laughs> the death gaze I'm getting from Kay is just. So next week, y'all, it's gonna be the prom, which is. I wish it was the Broadway one, but it's not. I, I am excited to see the show, though, because when we watched the, the Tonys last time yeah. and they talked about the prom, I was I was like, cool, this like this looks like something that would be cool to see. Yeah, Because yeah. isn't, isn't the basic premise that uh, this one teen is gay and they want to be able to take their girlfriend to the prom yeah, and she... they're saying, no, you can't. You can't have... You can't have same-sex couples at the prom. Yeah, and I want to say it's based on something that actually was a issue in Indiana. Oh, I absolutely, I would absolutely I, believe that this is a, based I, on something that fact actually happened because people suck. Yeah, I remember something like this happening when I was in high school. Like, look, not at my school, but yeah. in Indiana. Because um, people suck and they look for any arbitrary reason yeah. to other someone else yeah and i i kind of got misty-eyed about it because it's a it's a, uh a lesbian pair and you don't see that portrayed in stuff so i i'm excited for that but at the same time i'm kind of like can meryl streep sing i don't think she can sing very well i think that the person that she's playing the the actress that was on broadway could probably sing it better and I bet that everybody else who was on Broadway could probably do it better. So I almost, I got in my head with my thought pictures, mm -hmm. I was confusing Meryl Streep with Barbara Streisand in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and I fixed it because in my brain I was going, wait, is that the one I'm thinking of? Who was it that they made fun of at South Park? Mecca Streisand? Okay, Streisand, not Streep. Okay. <laughs> no, Meryl Streep's the one that just wins Oscars. Like all the time but yeah i'm yeah also hate anything to do with high school because i hated high school so. <laughs> here here like my love when we eventually do anything like glee or high school musical i'm gonna be holding back bile the entire right. time so people <laughs> people who look back on high school and go that was the one of the best times of my life i just want to punch him in the throat because i'm like yeah high school for me was uh keep your it was like prison it was like keep your head down mm -hmm. try not to draw attention to yourself and mm -hmm. just try to get out of it alive yeah uh that was when i had my first uh suicidal ideations was high school uh well proper one because i had had ideations before but didn't quite know that there was a term for it this was when it was like getting pulled aside by a teacher because it's like are you are okay you, yeah are you okay okay are you okay are you okay okay <laughs> do 
do we need to talk? Because <laughs> my, my high school was chill, but it wasn't, yeah. I, ugh. Well, this, you, had, you had the whole other thing going on, too, like struggling with, with uh, being bi and non-binary mm-hmm. and not realizing... Either the because wor- there wasn't yeah, terminology. There wasn't, the terminology wasn't quite as, as, as flushed out as it is now, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, living under the... Um, <laughs> the ever-loving hand of a theocracy kind of thing that is so okay with people who divert from uh, gender norms. Uh, so I can uh, understand why, for you, it was that way. And having a crush on a Mormon girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that... Ah, uh, yeah. That was, that was sort of the final think of sanity for me there. So... It's, See, when I had crushes on Mormon girls, it was always, well, you're not Mormon, so I can't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. This went from terrible animation, horrible, to uh, high school sucked, and let's bring up some, uh, some, some I'm demons. I'm not, uh, suddenly I'm not excited for prom because I'm going, oh, God, all of these experiences are coming back to me in a flood. I'm going to drink. <laughs> you know what? After uh, Pokey Little Puppy, I say that you and I both deserve it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, guess, I guess a thank you and a curse to Cortland from yeah. Private Island. Yeah, we still love you. We st- Absolutely. We, we, we love you. Cortland, Cortland is a wonderful person, and we absolutely love Cortland, but we both don't like you right now. Right, yeah. But that's right okay, because we'll like you after we have, like, a glass of something. Yeah, to forget. <laughs> to forget what we saw. At least to numb the pain. So, yeah, next week, The Prom with James Corden. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Still haven't forgiven him for cats. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you all so much for listening yeah. to this rambly wild episode. We did it, y'all. We took a 25-minute show and were able to stretch it out into a full episode. Be so proud of us. We'll see how much of this ends up on the cutting room floor. Ain't too proud. Oh, I wish we were doing that one. If you would like to reach out to Kay, if you'd like to get in touch with Kay and I, you can do so at our home base, which is ToneDeafMusical.com. There we have links to all of our social medias, our Instagrams, our Twitters, our Facebooks, as well as a link to the Cast Junkie Discord server. Please feel free to come in there and say hi. We have our own Not Safe for Work channel, and we uh, are always happy to interact with people who just want to say hi or share pictures of their pets or yep, this, that, or the other thing. If you want to help out the show... Please uh, leave a review on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, those really do help out with getting on the charts and stuff. Would love to be able to hit a chart again. It would be awesome. Um, and if you want to go above and beyond, you can support our Patreon. Our uh, Patreon uh, producers, you can have your name read in the intermission of the show. And you can get some bonus episodes, such as the bonus episode talking about The Anonymous Lover, which is one of the best operas either of us has seen. That was so good. So if you want to hear us have a delightful time but haven't seen Jingle Jangle yet, then (laughs) join our Patreon um, and you'll be able to listen to our review of The Anonymous Lover. That was a good show. Uh, If you also want to support us in another way, you can buy our merch. We've got shirts... Stickers, pillows, a 
giant fucking tapestry. Um, <laughs> y'all can't see it, but we have one behind us of the holy jello cat. If you want an acid trip without taking acid, <laughs> <laughs> you can see the thing that Kay made totally sober. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, thank you all again for listening. That'll be it for this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone Deaf. Deaf. Alright. Let's get to dinner. Yes. Get ready for cyberpunk. Oh, oh Cause it's